Hello and welcome back to the It's Fine, I'm Fine podcast. I am your host, Connor Bryan. So before we jump into today's topic, I want to kind of reverse it a little bit and go back to last week's episode. Um, I want to talk about some things. Just want to kind of put some disclaimers out there, you know. Um, I listened back to my last episode and I feel like I kind of left it at, you know, I came back from this trip to Wyoming and I had it all figured out that I completely 360'd and am this brand new human being and, you know, I don't want people to think that that's what happened. I definitely, you know, came back from Wyoming and I, I felt better and I realized that I am strong, but that doesn't mean that I am strong all of the time. And I would be lying if I told you that I, you know, I'm not struggling anymore. I'm great. You know, I figured it out, but that's not the truth. Like I'm still a human being and I get hurt and I use my heart over my head and I throw rationality out the window and I have my moments of weakness and I, I personally, you know, beat myself up when I do that. And, you know, I I feel like in my last episode, I didn't really clarify that I'm still struggling (laughs) and, you know, growing and healing. It's not linear. You are one day going to feel like you're on top of the world and you're going to feel like everything that you've done thus far is working and you're going to feel proud of yourself. And then there are going to be days when you feel under the world and you feel like you've gone, you know, a hundred steps back. Um, but that's just what happens when you're growing. And I think that I beat myself up over it a lot. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I actually had therapy this week and I, you know, was mentioning to her how I had started this podcast and I was so excited about it. Um, but then I had told her like, yeah, I listened back to my episode and I kind of thought to myself like, oh, did I like tell people the wrong thing? Like, was I kind of just putting up a front or putting on this good face so people thought that I was, you know, completely healed. Um, and and she, you know, let me go on a rampage for like 20 minutes about my life. And I was like, I feel like I had so much progress and I've worked so hard on myself these past couple months. And then I feel like sometimes I slip up and I don't make the best decisions. And, you know, And she just looked at me and she said, you need to give yourself grace. You do. I don't do that very often. I'm very, very good at giving other people grace, you know, when they slip up or when someone makes a mistake or someone hurts me. I'm very good at being like, it's okay. Like, I'll give you grace. You know, everybody's dealing with their own shit. Like, it's fine. But you know, flipping that and giving myself grace, I'm horrible at. And she was like, you just got to give yourself grace and you got to not overthink it. You know, you are a 25 year old girl who is trying to figure out her life. And some days you might feel like you're healing and other days you might feel like you're not. And that's okay. And she's like, I know you, I've been working with you for a couple months now. And I, I know that you know who you are at your core And I know that you know that you're strong, but that doesn't mean that you have to be all the time. And I was like, damn, (laughs) they just always know what to say. Um, 
and she's she's right, you know, like I do slip up. I don't make perfect decisions. I'm a human being. I'm figuring out, you know, how to do this whole thing. And, and sometimes I, you know, I think with my heart and not my head. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Um, you know, I just, I just think that I need to start giving myself grace. And I just wanted to kind of put this out there before, you know, this, the second topic for this next episode and kind of just be very transparent and say that up front. Um, but also like encourage you to give yourself grace because, you know, we all make mistakes and we're not perfect. And if you feel like you're beating yourself up over decisions you've made or you're beating yourself up over your past or you're beating yourself up because you you thought you were doing good and then something happens and then you're not doing good or you thought you were over something and it hits you all over again, it doesn't mean that, you know, you've completely failed. It just means that you're a human being and you're just you're just trying to figure it out, man. We're just trying to figure it out. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there in the beginning of this episode before we jumped into the whole second topic here. <laughs> so in today's episode, we are actually going to talk about something that I'm very, very passionate about, something that I could sit here and talk your ear off about for like four hours, but I will try to sum it up. And that is beauty standards for women and social media and how it affects our mental health because I feel like the two kind of mesh together. Um, So I want to kind of just go and start off with the beauty standards. Um, I just want to know who created the beauty standards for women and like who made up these rules <laughs> like is it is it the fashion industry is it the beauty industry is it uh, like who created this image you know that we have to have as women where it makes us you know or it's in order for us to f- be considered beautiful or sexy or interesting um it's like they've burned this this image of what the perfect woman is like and looks like and we are all trying to like be that and it's so frustrating and it it just pisses me off so much because I think that we are all made so uniquely and I think that's one of the coolest things in the entire world is to know that you are not like anybody else and we all have these little things about us that we might not love or we have these insecurities that we don't like about ourselves and you know they don't they don't meet the standard but they make us who we are and i think that it's just one of the most beautiful things in the entire world to know that there's nobody else out there like you you know the things that you don't like about yourself because you think that they don't you know oh, i don't look like that person or I don't, I don't know how to smile as that person. Or it, it's, it's what makes you, you. And I always think of this quote when I'm talking to other people or even when I'm like thinking negatively about myself because I 100% have insecurities. There are many things about myself that I don't love. And I'll be very honest with you about them. I, you know, I don't like my teeth. I think it's been one of my biggest insecurities. I don't smile with my teeth very often. So that's why I don't love them. Um, 
I was cursed <laughs> with the family double chin and I, I hate it. I hate it. It's like up there. Um, I don't have a super fit body. I, you know, they're, they're, the list just goes on really. So if you have insecurities, know that you aren't the only person that has them. And, and there are millions of other women and men who have insecurities about themselves. Um, but I think that this is one of the most like beautiful things, beautiful quotes, and it's the best thing to tell yourself. And it's the best thing to tell other people when, you know, you're talking about your insecurities and it is that you don't get to see yourself through other people's eyes. And it's like, wow, it's so true. So the things that, you know, you don't love about yourself might be the reason why other people love you or you know the things that you don't find pretty about yourself might be the reason why or might be something that someone else sees in you and wishes they had it's just like a it's a way to like switch your perspective when it comes to you know your insecurities um but it does i think that the beauty standards that have been set for us and you know our generation make it kind of impossible for us to do that sometimes because you know, going into the social media thing, like we can get on Instagram or TikTok or all of these apps and just be like so consumed by what, you know, other people are doing. I think that we value people's, or we base people's value off of what they look like on the outside and not what they look like on the inside. And it's so frustrating to me because I'm someone who really looks at the heart. I love authentic people and I personally believe that, you know, what a person looks like on the outside reflects who they are on the inside, if that makes sense. Like if you are kind and you have a big heart and a wonderful personality and just have all these amazing qualities about yourself, I think that that shines through and it, you know, it gives you this glow and it just, it, it just makes you more attractive to me personally. That's what I think. Um, because you can be like the most beautiful person in the world, be a sports illustrated model and you can have an ugly heart. And I just find that so on like, that'll make you unattractive to me, you know? So imagine this, like we as a society start you know, basing the the standard on what people look like on the inside, you know, like how they make other people feel, how they, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, that's like what I care about the most. And it's hard because that's not what society does these days. And I know that we're trying to be better with that. And I think, you know, some companies and, and some aspect or trying to make it more about you know I guess representation is a little bit different these days um but I definitely think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done I mean I have friends or I have conversations with my friends about this all the time and how I would say like in the fashion industry um how you know, it's so hard to find representation of different body types. 
and you know, like I said, some companies are starting to get better at this, but I have friends that are like, I love this clothing store, but I can't buy things from it because what they say my size is actually isn't my size or they don't even offer my size. You know, the sizing only goes up to like a eight. And I just think that's so wild. Like we live in, it's the year 2021, like we're almost in 2022 and there are still brands out there that are like, that only, you know, offer sizes like from a double zero to a barely a six. It's insane. Um, I definitely think that we need to work on that a lot more. And I think that even in like, you know, you see in magazines these days, like the representation is starting to get a little bit better with different body types. Um, I would say Sports Illustrated is kind of moving in that direction. But, you know, what they say a plus size woman is, is not a plus size woman. It's, you know, a curvier woman, but it's not what an actual plus size woman is. And in, in, you know, women who are plus size and that they are looking for, you know, beauty companies and they are looking for fashion companies and all of that to really set a bar where they're actually showing you, you know, real life human beings. And I guess a company that I could actually say does a really good job at this is Aerie. Um, I am obsessed with their campaign, the, you know, the real you or whatever it is, how they just, they don't do like touch-ups on photos and they do like actual you know, human being models that like look like normal people. I think that's incredible. And I think that more brands need to be more inclusive like that because it makes us as women completely forget about that, you know, that perfect version of the beauty standard. Um, And I love that. I think that's great. And I also think um, Rare Beauty, if we're talking about the beauty community, Rare Beauty, which is Selena Gomez's brand, I think that they're doing an amazing job at being, you know, more inclusive and and showing different, you know, shapes and sizes of women. And and I just, I love that. I think that that's incredible. So there is work being done, but I think that a lot more brands and a lot more people, you know, like influencers and all these celebrities need to be on board with it. Because if we think about it, like how many little girls are on social media today, you know, I always think about that, like, I don't have a huge following on Instagram. I have, like, 1,400 followers. You know, whatever. I don't care. But I think that I think about, like, I have younger women that follow me and that probably see my stuff on, you know, Instagram. And I know that I have, you know, younger cousins that follow me. And if I think about the women who have the larger platforms and these brands that have the larger platforms – you know, you don't want to show these younger women like this just it's impossible to reach it beauty standard. And you don't want them to look at these women that you're posting on your you know your pages and these perfect bodies and, you know, be like, well, this is what we look like every day. And this is what you're supposed to look like in order for you to be wanted and to feel good. Um, because I think it's just so damaging and you start it off at such a young age when you do that and it just gets worse. I mean, that's what starts eating disorders. That's what starts anxiety. That's what starts depression. Um, so I always think about that when I'm posting filter photos, um, or, you know, when I'm posting on my stories, because I know that I have younger people that follow me and I just want to like, make sure that they know that there's a balance. Um, 
you know, like I'll post pictures of me when I feel pretty or good and I'm, I'm wearing makeup and I have a pretty filter on it. But I also want to start making sure that I'm posting real pictures of me without the filters, without all the makeup, because that's real. That's the real me. That's what I look like 99% of the time. My hair needs brushed all the time. Um, you know, like I have textured skin. I have acne. I have dark circles under my eyes and I want women to know that like that is okay and that's what real women look like every day yeah the filters are fun and makeup is fun but I don't think that you know you can be you can you can post that and be say that you're authentic and say that you know I just think that there needs to be a spot where you can show the balance because um, I'm all for filters. I'm all for, you know, getting work done on your face. If that's what you want to do to make yourself feel beautiful and to feel confident, whatever makes you happy and confident, I think you should a thousand percent go for it. But I also think there needs to be transparency in it um, so that these younger women who are following us on social media aren't thinking that they have to do that to feel worth something. And I think in our generation, Females, especially the young ones, need more role models that are honest with them and can show them the messy parts of life so they don't have this expectation of, I have to be perfect at all times. Um, and I, like I said, I have younger cousins and I'm actually a nanny and I nanny two young girls and I always make it a point to kind of remind them that, you know, they are so beautiful on their own and like what matters is on the inside I'm always telling them that I'm always reminding them of that because it's so important to like you know put that in their heads at the ages that they are um I just remember you know I I have had young women you know watch me put makeup on and I remember them being like yeah like you just look so pretty with makeup like I wish I could wear makeup I just want to feel pretty like that I and I hate when they say that because I'm like you know I can wear makeup and I can you know enhance my beauty but it doesn't mean that I don't I'm not a I'm not worth anything without it and I just I want to put that in their brains as much as I can that like you don't need makeup to be considered pretty you don't need these crazy filters to be pretty you can feel confident and feel pretty and then have the makeup and have the other fancy things to enhance it and you know but you have to go back to the root of it and be like I this is who I am naturally this is who I am and I feel confident in my looks and I feel confident in my heart and those are the two most important things to me and the least interesting thing about you is your looks it is. That's point blank. Like you are so much more than the way you look or, you know, a specific number on a scale. You are more than, you know, the likes you get on a picture. There are just so many more things that are so important than the way that you look. And I just really want people to remember that, especially women, because I know that, you know, the standards for us are a little bit higher. But 
it's, it's, that's just what's more important to me. And I think that should be the standard for everybody. Everybody should think that that is more important. And a lot of what we feel about ourselves comes from social media. We are a generation that thrives off of social media. And it's crazy to me now because you can have a whole ass career on Instagram or TikTok or like you can literally have a full career from both of those things. And it's wild to me. I mean, it's great. Like that's kind of, you know, one of the positive outcomes of social media where like you can just, you know, be creative and do that stuff. And that is great. That's positive. And a lot of people use social media to promote their work and their artwork. And it's, it's great in that aspect, but it's also so toxic. So, so toxic. So we're going to get into that, um, kind of switch perspectives here with the whole mental health and how it, it is totally affected by social media. So it's really disgusting to think about how much time we spend on social media. I know that there's that thing on our phones that like, it'll tell you, you can put it on. I think you can turn it off and put it on whenever you want, but it's, um, it'll tell you like how much time you spend on social media that week. And it is gross when you, when you think about it. Um, And, you know, we spend so much time in our own heads, and I just think it's so important that we make that place a good place to be in. And I think that having boundaries with social media is super important, and that's actually something that I'm working on in therapy is setting boundaries in general, but also setting boundaries with how much time and energy that I'm putting into social media. I want to read you guys a little bit from an article that I found from this website. Um, I'll link it in like the description if you want to read the whole thing. Um, I was just kind of doing some research about this when I decided to do a podcast episode on this. Um, And it says growing mental health concerns with social media. It says since the release of smartphones, mental health concerns have increased in children and young adults. The rate of adolescents reporting symptoms of major depression in a given year increased by 52% from 2005 to 2017. From 2009 to 2017, it grew by 63% in adults ages 18 to 25. Experiencing psychological distress in a given month grew 71% in adults from 2008, I'm sorry, young adults from 2008 to 2017. Even worse, the rate of suicidal thoughts in young adults increased 47% during that same time. For older adults, there was no significant increase in these mental health issues during the same period. Children and young adults experienced the most impact. So if we go back and think about what I was talking about earlier, about like, you know, young women and men, um, they are like the prey like the fresh prey for social media right now and you know they are growing up right now where social media is you know the biggest impact in their lives Um, to read another part of this um little uh statistic here it says between 2012 and 2015 depression in boys increased by 21 percent and in girls by 50%. 
Um, by 2015, 92% of teens and young adults owned a smartphone, but as smartphone use increased, so did feelings of depression. Uh, it says here, it's only gotten worse. Child suicide rates increased up to 150% in self-harm by girls ages 10 to 14 nearly tripled. And it says these patterns point straight to social media. So that's insane. Um, I think a lot of this really is because social media is such a highlight reel. You know, nobody is posting their failures. No one is posting the bad times. Nobody is posting their vulnerable moments. Nobody is posting when they're feeling lonely, depressed, stuff like that. And I think that, you know, that's what makes us most human and that's what's most relatable. Like people want to connect to something or someone, but we don't post that. We don't post that. We want everybody to see the good stuff, you know? And I think that, you know, we're getting on these apps and we're scrolling and all we're doing is comparing ourselves constantly. Like, I don't look like her. I'm not, you know, as successful as her. And I also think that, you know, with social media, kind of just adding this in right now, um, they talked about in this article, like how the suicide rate has gone up and it's like, it's because people can get on the internet now and make a fake profile. They can be whoever they want to be, you know, they can, you know, put a comment on your post and say horrible, mean stuff to you and not feel any remorse for it you know like they're not getting reprimanded for it because they you you know they are doing it anonymously and it's bullshit it's so crazy to me how easy it is for people to do that and it sucks because that's where we get our validation you know like we use social media for validation all the time we've all done it you cannot say you have not you know i have 100 percent and we take that one negative comment or these couple negative comments and we take that to heart and we think that we are failures. We think we're not good enough. It's insane. It's insane. We are all addicted. I know I am. I'm addicted to my phone. I use it as a blanket. I use it as a blanket. I, you know, I wake up and I'm immediately checking my phone. You know, we're all scrolling through all these social media platforms even before we've gotten out of bed in the morning and um, I talk about this in therapy this is kind of one thing that I really wanted to work on and that is kind of um, having a healthy relationship with social media because there are good aspects of social media there are you know it can be really great but you have to be able to have that healthy relationship with it um, and I don't think that I do I think that you know, we in therapy, we talk about how your first 30 minutes of waking up in the morning, you're already anxious and you've already started your day looking at all this and comparing yourself without even knowing it. And then it's like, we wonder why our generation is so anxious and depressed. Um, and I am a person that thrives off of routine and it really helps my anxiety so much. So like I said, one of the things I'm working on is, and this isn't perfect. I'm trying my best to do this every day, but 
I'm working on, instead of waking up and jumping right onto socials, I'm waking up and I'm trying to spend maybe five minutes meditating or five minutes talking to God or five minutes reading or journaling. Um, and then, you know, then I can go ahead and, and spend time on it. But I, but having something else instead of just going all in to this toxic environment and then spending, you know, your first moments in the morning, like all up in your head, it's just, it's so much better to find something else. And it makes me feel less anxious throughout the day. Um, and I've had a really hard time sleeping recently, like this past year really and my therapist was like try doing the same thing we talked about for the mornings at night it's a little easier because you have more time before bed but you know maybe set a goal for yourself and say no no social media after 9 p.m um you know then you know do whatever you want maybe watch a movie read a book journal meditate all the stuff that you know isn't on your phone like spend that doing something productive with yourself or just doing something that you enjoy with yourself um so I did. I did it for a week straight. It was kind of like my homework. <laughs> and it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to, you know, put yourself in a routine like that, especially when you're addicted to something, which I, you know, was my phone, social media. Um, but I was amazed at how much more relaxed I was at night. I don't necessarily think that I fell asleep quicker because I'm a chronic overthinker. <laughs> so that's when I do a lot of my chronic overthinking. Um, but I definitely think that I was much more relaxed and I was able to kind of like get in bed with ease and just, you know, kind of just make myself calm because it is damaging to our mental health and it is making us feel like we are failing and we see all these people on these apps and, you know, they're posting about how they just make every day look good. And they just make every day look like they're having their best or they're living their best life. And and that's why I respect those who are just super authentic on platforms. And I think that I'm doing this thing now where I'm unfollowing people. If I find myself, if it's making me question my worth by seeing their posts or if it is making me compare myself or if it makes me feel not great I'm unfollowing because my mental health is way more important that is just what I'm doing these days you know you're filtering out the real and the fake and I think that that's so important and when you get older you really start to realize how important that is Um, but that's just what I've been doing and it's been really great and I think that it's definitely helped me in the long run to just follow really authentic and honest people and I try to do that too I've started doing it a lot more Um, you know we talked about it in my last episode how I kind of was like I'm fine everything's great the cat if you just heard it (laughs) Um, but yeah I just don't allow that in my space anymore I'm very much so filtering what I'm seeing on social media these days, and I think it's so important. And they make the mute button on Instagram for a reason. (laughs) It is fantastic. If you've never used it before, it's great. Um, But yeah, I'm just really, really, really trying to be authentic also on on social media where I want to show people like, hey, I'm not having a great day today, and I'm not looking for sympathy at all. I don't want sympathy. I hate sympathy really like that but I just want to be real and be like I'm not having a good day today like I look like this this is how I feel 
so I, the people that follow me aren't like, you know, thinking that I have this perfect life or that I, you know, I'm only showing the good parts. Like I want to be a part of the people that are making a change in social media and showing that it's okay to not be okay. Um, so I kind of want to wrap this up a little bit with, uh, I read an article on in the New York Times about how social media affects our mental health. Um, and it was kind of like a questionnaire and I wanted to kind of leave this towards the end of the episode so we could kind of engage some conversation. Um, I would love to start doing that more. I think it's awesome. So there are, there were four questions that they asked in the questionnaire and then I added my own question. Um, and I'm also going to answer them at the end of this. So, um, yeah, just think about it in your head and you can write it down or, you know, whatever you want to do, but the first question is, what is, what does your relationship with social media look like? The second question is, how often are you spending on social media? Third question is, which platforms do you spend the most time on? And the fourth is, which do you try to stay away from? And the question that I'm going to add is, how do you feel after you've been on these apps? You know, after you've spent... 30, 40 minutes scrolling, do you feel like it drains you? Do you feel like you're uplifted? Either or, just, you know, explain that. Um, so I want you to ask yourself those questions and think about them for a minute. I'm going to answer them on my own right now. Um, so to answer the first question, what's your relationship with social media um, or what does that look like? I think that I kind of explained this a little bit earlier in the episode that I think I have a very unhealthy relationship with it. One that I'm working on, but I definitely think that it's not great. I think I'm pretty obsessed with it. I think that I'm, you know, I'm addicted to my phone. Um, And I think that I do get on and I compare myself and I spend a lot of time on people's profiles wondering why I'm not that way or, you know, wondering why I, what I post isn't that good. Um, so I definitely, it's an unhealthy relationship that I really want to try to make healthy. Second question, how often are you spending on social media? Um, a gross amount of time. (laughs) Oh God, I spend, I would say probably more than, I don't even know, like a rough estimate here, maybe like 10 hours on my phone a day, maybe, I don't know. I'm constantly checking it constantly um definitely something I'd like to work on obviously third question which platforms do you spend the most time on and I would say my most used are Instagram and TikTok for sure probably spend more time on TikTok now than I do Instagram um and then the fourth question is which do you try to stay away from Um, I try to stay off of Instagram the most because I think that that's where a lot of it is, a lot of like the negative stuff is and all of that. So I definitely think Instagram is the one that I'm I'm trying to stay off of the most. Um, and then the last question, how do you feel after you've been scrolling on these apps? Do you feel like it drains you? I definitely feel like it drains me. I feel like I I don't realize I'm spending so much time on them. So I'll sit for like 40, 45 minutes and then be done and be like, what? How much time just passed? And also like 
damn, I don't feel great. <laughs> I feel like I just spent 45 minutes, you know, nitpicking myself while looking at other people's lives and being like, damn, they have what I have or they have what I want or, you know, they're living the life that I want to live. And I want to touch on that too really quickly. Um, I think that I've done this. I've caught myself doing this a lot is I'm seeing people post about their lives and social media. Um, and how they have, it looks like they have everything going for them. Like, you know, they have these amazing careers and they have this house and they're getting, everyone's getting married. Everyone's posting about, you know, all these, these things that we consider successful. And then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, I don't have any of that going for me. Like I'm in just, I'm in two different places. Like I might be the same age as somebody and they have all this stuff going for them and they're posting all this amazing stuff. But you know, I have to sit back and and tell myself, like, I'm not seeing them post what it took to get there. Not a lot of people do that. Not a lot of people post the behind the scenes stuff, you know, the dedication, the, the distress, the hard work that they put into these things. And I think that I forget that sometimes, but I just want to make that like a reminder to all of you that like, nobody is posting behind the scenes work. I'm going to say this and it's going to be like a broken record, but social media is the biggest highlight reel. It is. It really is. And to kind of wrap up the episode, I want to say that social media is only as toxic as you let it. Um, I'm learning how to set boundaries. Obviously, I'm using it for fun, but I'm also, you know, I'm starting this new podcast, so I'm, I'm using it as a prof- in a professional way as well. So just finding that balance and remembering that it is all smoke and mirrors, it is, it's just super important to stay true to yourself. You don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing just because, you know, what you're doing doesn't look the same as someone else or you don't look the same as someone else. It doesn't mean that you are less important or what you're doing is not important you know your looks don't define you you are more than a number on a scale you are more than the likes you get on a picture there are so many things about you that are just so amazing and you have so much to offer this world regardless of what you know social media and our society tells us these days So just keeping that in the back of your mind and always just remembering that you are enough regardless of all of these things. So thank you so much for listening into the second episode of the podcast. Um, I'm so excited about this podcast and I like can't stop talking about it and saying that, but I really am. I think that this conversation today was super awesome and I can't wait to hear your responses to the questions that were asked. Um... And, you know, just hearing your thoughts about this whole thing. Um, So like I said earlier, you can definitely reach out to me on my Instagram account, which is just at Connor Bryan, or you can reach out to me at the podcast Instagram, which is at it's fine or at the it's fine. I'm fine podcast, or you can email me at at gosh, too many ads. <laughs> you can email me at the it's fine. I'm fine podcast at gmail.com. And I would love to keep the conversation going with you guys. Um, I'm really excited for next week's episode too. Um, it's going to be a fun topic. We're going to kind of get out of like the serious stuff for a minute and we're going to get into like a really fun topic. 
So I'm excited for that. But thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much and stay tuned for next week's podcast.